A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The COVID-19 pandemic was a shock to the livestock supply chain. When packing plants had to shut down due to COVID outbreaks, it didn't just impact the amount of meat on the grocery store shelves. Animals had nowhere to go. That backlog can lead to overcrowding in the barns, which would lead to animal welfare issues. The best practice to solve that is euthanization and proper disposal of the animal. Carrie Retallick is the executive vice president of the Wisconsin Pork Association. She explains it's an unfortunate situation, but necessary. Yes, yeah, so it's really unfortunate situation, but what we have found out from the pandemic is that what we can do to make sure that those animals are taken care of properly and are humanely euthanized so that they, uh, we can get them uh, euthanized and disposed of in a, in a proper fashion. Processing plants can't take all the animals. Like when people wonder, why do they have to be euthanized? So there was a, what happened was there was, the plants couldn't take as many. And so then what happened is, is there, the pigs started to build up and they were getting, they were continuing to grow, but the producer couldn't take them to the plant because they, the plants weren't open. And even when they got back open, there might've been an issue with those, um, pigs being able to get to the plant itself. So if those pigs are there on a farm for a week or two weeks beyond what they're supposed to for the market side of things, then those pigs are too big to take to market. And the unfortunate instance of that is, is they have to be euthanized. And if they're too big, it means that they would bring them in and the equipment wasn't able to hold the pigs in that size. So they had to be destroyed instead of being able to be sent to go through the plant and be sent for food processing. That's something to keep an eye on as the Omicron COVID-19 variant spreads into the Midwest. But it's not just a human disease that can result in mass depopulation of livestock. The U.K. had experienced foot and mouth disease in their sheep and cattle. And the African swine fever is a growing concern today as the U.S. tries to prevent it from coming here. Yeah, so we're always hoping that we don't have a foreign animal disease get into uh, the United States. But the, the issue is we need to be prepared if it does. So we need to have plans in place. What are we going to do? How do we move forward with it? How do we going to euthanize an animal if we have to? Um, where will we dispose of them? And what we found out during the pandemic is that we're not adequately prepared to answer all those questions. So we're working on this at this time with the Department of Agriculture and making sure that we have those things in place in the future. The National Pork Board has just invested $240,000 to research uh, this big hit to the supply chain and then also pushing checkoff dollars to depopulation research. Yes, they are. So we, we had the $240,000 that just went for some real-time production units that would basically help with the euthanization itself. And then there's another $8 million that they've put in for additional research and things for uh, depopulation efforts and euthanasia efforts as we're moving forward. How come this hasn't ever been done before? Is it just the sheer amount of money, investment it takes to conduct research like this? So there is a lot of dollars. Um, they've always been, we've, we've done a lot of, National Port Board has done a lot of research in the past with our checkoff dollars in regard to euthanasia. There's been a lot of work done on making sure that the euthanasia process that we have is adequate and appropriate for the size of the pig. 
So that has been something that's been ongoing. This was a situation that we did not predict at the time and the pandemic made it that we had some things that we had to do immediately. And what we ended up doing in the state of Wisconsin is we put together a program that we could call Passion for Pork, that we could actually get those pigs to um, some plants throughout the state get them processed and get them to food banks so that they didn't actually have to euthanize them and just put, send them to like rendering. Emergency management is something that's top of mind for the pork industry amidst the, again, African swine fever. What is the ASF situation right now? Well, I think it's, uh, we're, we're definitely um, concerned about the possibility. What has happened is National Pork Producers Council has worked very hard to try to um, add additional resources such as more beagles at the airport and additional security. So trying to keep that, that ASF out of the United States itself. Um, they also support some other, um, some other countries to look at what they are doing with ASF that they have so that we can learn from that as well. So there's a lot of research that's been going in to um, identify things that we can do to be prepared if necessary. It is so important for the A community to prevent supply chain disruption and animal disease because farmers don't want to euthanize their animals. So much goes into preventing having to cull an animal from giving extra care to the runt in the litter to having strict biosecurity measures. So mass depopulation has to take a toll on farmer mental health. Fortunately in Wisconsin, we didn't have a lot of those issues where they had to do it extensively, but some of them did have to put some animals down and it's never easy but sometimes it's the most humane thing to do. In this situation, it was because they didn't have enough room, and so if they didn't have enough room, then we wanted to make sure that those animals weren't suffering because they didn't have the appropriate space needed. So there's, there's a lot of reasons to go through it. I mean, in this case, it wasn't an animal health disease, so DACCAP couldn't help us as much as they would probably have liked to um, with some of the decisions made. But during the pandemic, we've definitely found out that we're very vulnerable and we need to do additional work to make sure that we're prepared for anything in the future. Now, there was some relief dollars uh, for folks who had to depopulate their herds. Is that still going on? Is there still access to funds to make up for those losses? They had, um, they, similar to other COVID-19 um, programs that were out there, they had to apply for that, and then they would receive uh, information back and then, of course, get their, get their funding. So all the applications had to be in. They would review them, and then they would notify them if they were able to uh, be awarded some dollars for those pigs that they had to be euthanized. Let's reflect um, the current hog situation. Is there still backlogs to get to the processing plant? Are we still seeing maybe transportation problems in getting hogs to plants? At this point in time, it's um, everything is, is back to normal on the most part. Um, at this point in time, we don't have any, I haven't had any producers send, give us calls that they've had loads canceled. Um, the processing plants have um, worked very hard to keep their, you know, have security measures, uh, health safety measures in place so that they can keep those lines open. And so right now it seems that, um, that the pigs are getting through the processing supply chain at this point in time. And what can consumers expect to see now coming to the final loop in the, the supply chain at the grocery store? How are prices, how is supply on the shelves? Well, I, 
haven't had a chance to really um, go through a lot of that information at this time, but what we have seen is there's probably not as many um, like uh, uh, products that um, more are more specialized, like a spiral ham or that kind of thing. Um, we do have some supply issues. I know of some places that wanted seven, eight, maybe ten loads of hams, and they're not able to get them at this point in time. And I don't know the exact reasons for all of that, but what I do know is there is um, the whole supply chain issue right now is something that we're dealing with in almost everything that we're that we're purchasing, and, and pork's, pork is uh, one of those areas as well. Oh, and then finally, Carrie, what are you guys looking for in 2022? Well, we're looking to you know continue to develop. Um, our mission is to make sure that our producers can um, provide healthy, nutritious pork products. And you know we want our folks to continue to raise pigs in the state of Wisconsin and um, be able to have their families on the operations for generations to come. So there's a lot of work to continue work to continue. Um, but I'm, I feel very thankful that we have the, the perseverance of our producers to be able to do that in the future. That was Carrie Retallick, the Executive Vice President of the Wisconsin Pork Association. She encourages pork shoppers to check out the industry's We Care principles, and these showcase the producer's commitment to sustainability and constant improvement. You can find that information online at www.porkcares.com. Dot org. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.